0: T-T-B
1: Music Podcast Oh, Did you try that again? Are you going to start from that point you stopped or?
0: Uh, no, I've pretty much uh, gone back over that so people have missed the uh, we've missed both the plug for your house, house for sale. Oh yeah, and and your uh, I think you juggling.
1: Ju- I think you just did it for me again. Yeah,
0: thanks. <laughs> Anyone want to buy a house?
1: <laughs> right, Orpington, by the way. Yeah. Anyway, it's maybe October. S- Moving swiftly on, it's October already. Who yeah. th- who knew? It's going dark outside. Grim, grim times. It's going
0: dark, it's getting cold.
1: Winter is coming,
0: I'm mm. thankfully running out of months to review albums. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully,
1: <laughs> 2017, eh? <Yeah. laughs> Thoughts on that later. Um. Yeah.
0: Although, uh, spoiler alert coming up. If last if last month's podcast was for, uh, for me was uh, <laughs> this month, um, yay,
1: yeah. <laughs> excellent. So, so, so what we got?
0: Moving on, we are, we are reviewing the New Welsh National called Sleep Well Beast. Susan Sun for music for people in trouble. Always antisocialites, socialites Foo Fighters Concrete and Gold Queens of the Stone Age Villains and Prophets of Rage, Prophets of Rage and we will start uh, with the seventh album from um, American Band The National uh, The first of theirs we've reviewed uh, even though the last couple of albums have been very well reviewed but it's never, they've never seem to fall into our uh, reviewing box although I do own the album before last, so the, the fifth album. Which was...
1: That, was, that was the one that, that we spectacularly failed to review, I think.
0: Uh, yes, high, <laughs> high, high Violet, which I think <laughs> That's was, the one, yeah. yeah which was, was kind of like... Both, both com- commercially successful and critically successful.
1: Well, good. They did need our help.
0: <laughs> yeah, so anyway, they are back. And uh, they are back with the longest album of the podcast. talking in it an hour long. Yeah, yeah. Is it worth an hour's listening?
1: Yeah, you know, it's all right. It's all right. I, I know it, it felt... Yes, it feels like a long album. They always do. Why, why not stop at 45, 50 minutes, people? Um, so, yeah, I, I would say that the final third of this album, does it does start to drag somewhat. Um, skip to the end of my review there. <laughs> Let me rewind a, a few paces. Um, I actually think this is a pretty solid album. Uh, yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually think there's some, some pretty good stuff on here. Um, I was particularly drawn um, to the tracks. Uh, the only track, nobody else will be there
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which I think sets the the tone the atmosphere of the album um, very suitably um, uh, System Only Dreams in Total Darkness of course yes. and uh, Empire Line really sticks in my mind I think it's that, that, that sort of that, that riff Nung, 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 nung,
0: yeah, it's kind of a
1: vibraphone. Vibraphone? Yeah. I think nung, it's vibraphone. of. I keep hearing it when I close my eyes and drift off to sleep. Um, so, so it's clearly had an impact. What No, no, That's no, no. Review, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, we did that earlier in the year as well. I remember saying the same thing. And I don't mean it at all like that. I mean quite the opposite, in fact. So I actually really enjoyed this album. So better than solid.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think what what I like about this record is that, uh, unlike a lot of albums we've listened to this, this this year, and I could probably say say the same of ones that are on this podcast. Mm. Um, there's, kind of, there's a quite there's a variety to the sound. Yes, of the record. It's not it's not a one note no album. So you go from very kind of mournful, kind of piano-y type indie ballad type stuff to kind of full out. Stadium rock band yeah, type that, of stuff. I like too. Day yeah, I Die yeah. kind of thing like that. Turtle Neck. Yeah. And Turtleneck. yeah. Um, uh, for those who uh, like uh, apparel, mentioned in their in their uh, apparel even, mentioned in their songs. We've got some more coming up later in the podcast. But Turtleneck starts it off, um, <laughs> and obviously there's the System Only Dreams in Total Darkness, which I think I believe is a single off it, which yeah. is the vocals on that particularly in the back the backing vocals to near the end, the end reminded me a lot of. um Tim Finn, so it actually has that kind of crowded house kind of vibe yes. to it as well, yes. I think, which is good. I agree with the author though that if there is a criticism, it's that uh, some of the tracks probably go on too long, yeah. and therefore the album goes on too then
1: long. for the album. That's what I mean. It doesn't feel like a, an overly long album, but it does start. There is that drag towards the end, and yeah, I think I think that's what it is. It could it could be it could be just more succinct.
0: Yeah, although I do like, like the, I did, some of my reviews. Although I do like the final track, "Sleep Well Beast," as well. Yes, so yes, that's a really. Yes, it that, is. That, is, that is a long song, but actually, that no, kind of works as, well as a kind of yeah. long song. Absolutely. do no, no, on. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Moving on, we move on to uh, the the uh, winner of our album of the year just a couple of years ago. Yeah, Susan Four. Uh-huh. Uh huh. For an album that was very kind of uh, electronic. Pop, yeah. Um, she is back uh, with a new album, which is very much not electronic pop, to say the least. Um, very much a stripped back and bare, uh, very acoustic. I suppose it's a folk album. I suppose it's the closest thing, description-wise, if you're going to yeah, pin uh, a yeah, it's... genre on it. I suppose. Ah, yeah. um, and reading around this, obviously, it seems that. The experience of making the previous album, Ten Love Songs, uh, was one that kind of fucked her up a bit uh, and seemed to be a very uh, difficult and draining album for her to make personally. And coincided also with a breakdown of a relationship and uh, also drinking too much and smoking too much and just generally having a bit of a meltdown. And the rec- result of that has been this album. So as one might imagine it's not exactly a tribute Peter fair lyrically, um, or necessarily musically. And I think this is. But the interesting thing about this record is, is it's certainly unlike the last album. This is not a. This is not an immediate album. Uh, in fact, far from being an immediate album, it's one that takes quite a bit of getting into. However, I think when you do get into it, I think it's actually very worth very worthwhile. I think. The kind of theme of the album is summed up quite nicely by, there's a song, uh, sorry, a lyric in the opening song mantra that says, I'm as empty as the earth, which I think kind of encapsulates quite beautifully where she <laughs> is at mentally at the start of this record. Um, and throughout, sprinkled throughout the album are some other great lines like that. There's a line, um, I think it's in Good Look, Bad Look, which is uh, Freeloader Wisdom from the book you never re- books he never read. But I kind of like that idea, you know, you've all met those kind of people that kind of spout stuff. Quotes from people and quotes from books, that they've clearly never read their own book kind of thing. And I kind of like that idea, particularly if, when you're talking about an ex. As a kind of piece, I think, more the more you listen to it, the more it kind of comes together as a an experience almost, rather than just an, an album. And as you'd expect from, from her, there are also kind of weird instrumental interludes and strangeness that you wouldn't necessarily expect in a song so again with a good look bad look you have a two and a half minute song that seems to stop and then it suddenly starts up again you've got a final minute of kind of sax led smooth jazz which I really really like. Usual bit of weird talking through it particularly this guy sounds like a scouser but apparently it's not a scouser is that? No, uh, but, but it's also quite quite funny. And um, of course, there's also John Grant, also, uh, like her label mate, who appears a couple of times, but particularly on the final track, Mountaineers. Uh, and you can see why the label wanted them to go together, because their voices match well. Yes. Um, so overall, I said it's not an easy listen, it takes work to get into, but the more and more I have listened to it, the more and more I like it.
1: This album um, will ring, uh, chime a chord with um, anyone that's that's been through uh, a period of of mental anguish or ill yeah. illness, um, whether it's the result of a breakup or or any other form of loss. It's it's an album I've i that had a, 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 an immediate chord. Cord with me, but actually, as you say, it was not an immediate album. It was not um, as immediate and as joyous as its predecessor. No, it's
0: not one you immediately go, no. go walk around sing, no. singing and humming.
1: Um, but actually, I think it's probably one of the most rewarding albums we've we've ever. That's quite a bold claim. Um, had to had to, had to have, have had the pleasure of reviewing. Mm. I think actually. um there's a there's an understanding. Every time you come back to it, you 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 get more and more from it, and it's very very rare that you actually get an album like that. Where it, I know we talk about repeated listings, and you know that you know you have the magical third listing, and it all falls in place. You know. uh, but actually, with this, you just keep going and going. It's like an onion; just keep picking back the, the layers of it. No, and I agree. um I mean, her her um, vocals are. Uh, her ability to use her voice is, is absolutely stunning um you know she has such a powerful instrument inside her yeah. um it's it, it's it's fantastic um i mean, you've touched on sort of the, some more of the, 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 the lyrical content and and for anyone that was a huge fan of the the previous album you may find it difficult first to sort of equate that this is even the same artist
0: very true Yeah.
1: I mean there are echoes I I think it's the Sound of War with the very long synth driven instrumental in the middle of the album obviously has echoes back to, to previous work and as the album progresses I think there is more and more sort of noises brought back in and again I think that sort of represents the journey she's on in the album it starts very gently it sort of offers offers um you know a, a quiet space or, or a quiet space of calm and then gradually sort of builds back up and i think and again anyone that's been through the process of uh the music for people in trouble is indeed the title indeed. of the album is um anyone that's ever been through through that sort of process will kind of afi- will equate with you know the quietness needing to be reestablished as it is at the start of this album Following the noise of the last, and then sort of gradually bringing yourself back up to to um, you know a, a warmer, happier, dare I say, place. Um, intriguing, therefore, that the final track is in fact called "Mountaineers." <laughs> yes, <laughs> as if it does feel like you reach the top of the climb at that point, and and a bit like John Lennon's um, I was gonna say debut, you know, John Lennon's yeah, yeah. first solo album. Post Beatles, um, a course of therapy. Uh, the the Plastic Ono Band was often that was often cited as a as a man going through a process of in his case the primal scream therapy and sort of letting out all the angst about mother and and so on. Um, and, and in a similar way, in a, in a kind of way, this is very similar. It follows a very similar sort of format in that by the time you cl- reach the close of the album, you're in a far more peaceful place.
0: I think that's it. Uh... Apt uh, point to end that. Mm. Even though I'm going to make you speak again now by saying, "Hey, let's let's change tone totally and go all indie pop." Ah, uh, and the return of. Uh, and this is, this is another band who featured highly in our. Was that, I'm trying to think if it's the same year or not. Mm. Yeah, I think it might mm. be. Um, yeah. Yes. Also featured featured highly. I think were did they make the top five or not? I'm trying to remember. If not, if not, they were very very close to a big album. Yeah. Um, always. Uh, so they're back. Clearly, with a follow-up record. The usual difficult second album. Um, but is it a difficult second album?
1: No. No, no, it's not at all. It's different to the first album. Um, the first album had that lo-fi charm. Yes. Uh, that uh, that, uh, that uh, a roaring debut. <sighs> hanging out the cliches. Um, <laughs> it often has. But this one, um, It it... it, it Manages to encapsulate the sort of the shoe-gazing um, awesomeness of the first one, yes, but in a, a far more polished way. Um, it doesn't feel as rough or as jaunty as the first album, but the fact it, production-wise, it's perhaps a bit more smoothed over. I don't think it actually detracts from from the band at all. No, we don't. Um, and whilst it doesn't have any sort of the standout, you know. Sing along, a "Marry Me, Archie." Singles like as yes. as that track came for the first one. Um it, There is plenty on here to sort of. Um, I was gonna say almost get your teeth into, but the album's over before you.
0: Exactly, it's, really. It's, it's, do. it's a mere thirty minutes
1: long. <laughs> you know, so you Our know kind what? of record, kids. Yeah, it's our kind of record. But do you know what? For once, I actually think, oh, I could have had more of that.
0: Which is a good yeah. thing. Def- definitely
1: Yeah, they've leave you wanting more. Um, no, it's uh, I th- again. It's so rare these days that you get good indie albums uh, that harp back to that sort of sort of glorious glory period of indie. Um, I, but this one is certainly up there and highly recommended as a result. If that's your
0: yeah, thing. I, I agree. I, I think they've, uh, as you say, managed to harness what was good about the the debut al- album and tweak it just enough to move a couple of steps forward whilst maintaining what actually made them mm. charming in the first place and it is that whole jangly dream pop indie sound that channels various kind of influences from kind of blondie to the primitives to uh, even people like Kirsty mccall i would say mm. um yes and it's a cracking start to the album again you know, like last time you, uh, mm. in undertow which is straight was, in which i think was the lead single yeah right uh, dreams Tonight, which has that wonderful line in it, you know, if I saw you on the street, would I have you in my dreams tonight? Which I think is mm. it's very kind of sweet in a kind of yeah. cliched kind of pop kind of way, but I yeah. like it. Um, and then you've got several songs that, that are similarly kind of mellow in that kind of uh, vein. But then you've got a couple of really up-tempo things, so particularly uh, plimsoom, Plimsoll Punks, which definitely reminded me of early Blondie. And Lollipop Ode to Jim, which is um, a song written in honor of uh, Jim Reid of the Jesus and Mary Chain, and it has, as you might expect for a that's written in honor of one of them, a kind of Jesus and Mary Chain esque kind of uh, beat to it. Mm. Um, one criticism now maybe is the fact I would uh, perhaps say the final two tracks are not quite as good as the no yeah the, the first the first eight but. It's a minor minor quibble, because overall uh, I, I would agree with you that I think two, you know, considering they've now only released two albums, both albums are definitely uh, worth owning.
1: Yeah. Consistently good.
0: We move on to uh, a band that have seemingly been around forever now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that necessarily in necessarily a bad way, but... And, also bizarrely now, if you and this is perhaps a sad indictment of uh, rock music as much as you know, we often criticise the lack of new stuff in indie music. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're kind of thinking of kind of go-to bands in uh, hard rock the, these, the, these days, you pretty much start a list and you write then the Foo Fighters and Metallica and then you start going hmm hmm um, yeah. Um, so Metallica back ninth studio album. Uh, we reviewed the last album uh, Sonic Highway which is that one when they um, went round eight cities and oh, did yeah. a song in each city and I think there was a documentary film yeah, that went, yeah, there was, went, went, there? went with that yeah. um, which was you know, quite a jolly record um, <laughs> it's a classic
1: classic <laughs> rock band
0: indeed <laughs> excessive and <laughs> and th- am back Pro- I mean, project you pretty much and you've <laughs> pretty much summed up this album there it's a classic rock <laughs> album yeah, it, it, and, and it, but it is one of yours. It's it's a solid record. Yes, it's not a great yeah. Foo Fighters album. It's not a yeah. bad Foo Fighters album. Mm. It's a solid al- album. It yeah. ticks all the th- boxes you'd expect from the Foo Fighters. Um, adds a bit of extra every now and again, but you now also back for the uh, apparel people T-shirts, do control. <laughs> A uh, very short song. You, you short forgot
1: Plimsolled um, um, Punks on the previous, Punks, on yes, the previous yes, record. Punks, yeah. You're right, absolutely. They're uh, just
0: all over the shop. Yeah. Um, the most interesting thing about this record, is, uh, I actually thought, it was the, the choice of producer on this record is uh, Greg Kirsten, who, who um, is better known for producing people like Sia and Lily Allen and Adele and Pink and people like that. Um, I think they chose him just to have a different kind of vibe. Um, whether that succeeds or not is, you know, maybe, maybe not. Um, I think where it is at its most interesting uh, is obviously when they're doing the couple of Beatles impersonations <laughs> uh, Sky Sky is a Neighborhood, and uh, what's the other one? Uh, it's very Beatles esque. Uh, happy Ever After Zero Hour. Um, but it's quite funny, really that those two sounds most Beatles like, because obviously Beatle himself, Paul McCartney, is actually playing drums on the following track, Sunday Rain. <laughs> um, which is slightly less Beatly in its uh, um, sound, but there's still a hint of that there. Uh, and also, I think what's also interesting is uh, their choice of background singers on a couple of the tracks yeah. as well. So you've got uh, on uh, the final track on the album, which is uh, one of the better tracks, Concrete and Gold. Uh, very Pink floyd in style, I think. Yeah. Uh, that has uh, Sean Stockman, who used to be in Boys to Men, providing uh, backing vocals. Wow. And uh, Justin Timberlake appears on the album as well. Do they? In backing vocals on Make It Right, track three. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. But literally, you know, you wouldn't know who's there. There wouldn't know who's him. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, I've avoided saying much about the actual, actual songs because, like I said, it's just a... You're getting what you'd expect from <laughs> a simplified <laughs> album. It's a solid record. Uh-huh. A bit of grindy. Bit, bit, bit of screamy bit of leg like guitars, bit of mellow sing-along pop
1: it's, it's difficult to actually distinguish the tracks on the album <laughs> and re- again whilst that in any other review would probably sound like an insult um, it, 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 I, you know, I don't mean it as such at all, it, you, you get exactly what you want, it's a Foo Fighters album it's a solid record, you're, you're absolutely right I actually think the last album for all its grandiosity was probably better yeah so um, do I yeah but actually it's not the worst it's not the worst album either. No. um I can't really add much more to, to the review than that okay so. I think you've said it all um yeah so yeah that's, that's, that's the Foo Fighters concrete and so, gold folks yeah,
0: and we'll move, move, move on to uh uh these crooked vultures connected artist <laughs> yes uh with Prince of the Stone Age and Villains, their seventh album already. And uh in tr- again another interesting uh choice of producer and they've in fact gone to Ma- Mark Ronson Mark to Ronson. To do this. Yeah. Apparently off the back of the Bruno Mars song. Really? Yeah. All
1: right. Well that's an interesting uh segue into uh into So our, does our review.
0: D- d- does Mr Ronson bring anything to
1: no, the party? No, I didn't really I mean I, no, I didn't really notice. Um uh Oh, I mean for me uh, again if you talk about um rock bands not necessarily hard rock bands yeah uh queens and stone age are probably on that list somewhere as well mm. um and again this is this is this is perhaps more interesting if no it is more interesting than, than the foo fighters for me personally um there is more here there is more variation there is more uh, Absolutely. to get into um and again it's quite it's quite a long but quite easily listenable Album two. Um, I think for me the highlights were an opening couple of tracks, um, particularly "Feet Don't Fail Me," um, and uh, I think it was was in the middle track. I think it had like a haunted house mm. um, and "I'm Born Again." Again, sort of, sort of, it felt a bit like that. And I'm, for the point of the view for the listener, I'm actually doing a sort of uppy-downy graphy thing with my finger, uh, so peaks and troughs. Uh, but actually, overall, uh, enjoyable album.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. I think it's, uh it's uh, again, it's another album that actually benefits uh, repeated listens. I think.
1: Mm. Um, yes, I concur.
0: I mean, I think I, I do think Mark Wilson adds, does add a bit to it, in the sense that I think particularly at the, the start of it, there's definitely more more of a. Do I don't want to say poppy thing? More of a synthy thing going on, perhaps. um Although perhaps not necessarily good, the first the first track when the first when the first track came on. My first feeling was. They've become France Ferdinand. Hmm.
1: Yeah. It, it seems that that um, the uh, the uh, Queens the Josh Hom, Arctic Monkeys relationship may be working the other way as well. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> so that that was interesting, and I, and I think I I definitely think the, generally speaking, I think the first four tracks are. Uh, the best I really like and Fortress which I really like I do, what I do like about Joss Homie's his voice is, is voices, um, it's, it's one of those interesting rock voices that he can, he can be a full out kind of you know yeah singer. yeah singer but then when he kind of sings kind of all gentle and mellow like you can yeah. almost imagine him being in kind of bands like the Moody Blues and stuff like that from the kind of early 70s and stuff you know that kind of
1: he can sort of scale it right back
0: yeah that yeah. kind of uh, um more kind of classic rock in the not less rocky sense yeah. if you like um, and uh, I do like his vocal, vocal style and I think his vocal style and his delivery style I think are one of the things that immediately make the band recognisable and also I think this is an interesting record rec- I think it's, it might be the first time that um, uh, Mark Lanigan hasn't appeared on nah. the Stones album in some Shape or form. Right. Could be wrong with that. Okay. So, apologies what's, if I am. I'm not claiming that I am definitely right, but I think it might be. What's he up to then? I don't know. He's another one. He's though. not really a member of the band, but he's. he's I know. A, but I think he's literally yeah. been on all their albums, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's one of the, um, uh, the Josh Hom school of, of rock. Is certainly. Um, I, I'm actually, that was the wrong wrong expression. Um, I'm thinking more of the rock family trees. Yeah. Um, or the School of Rock, if you prefer. Um, it's certainly one of the more interesting dynamics of um, of 21st century rock music. Well, assuming uh, if you're Dave the... Grohl, it's like um,
0: two degrees of separation. Well, exactly. Grohl Because he's pretty. <laughs> yeah. Is, is there anybody that you need to go more than one step to get to Dave Grohl? Really? <laughs>
1: exactly. So, so, so quite apt that we've reviewed these two bands together.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Uh, we end uh, sticking with rock. Well, that's interesting. In they this, in this, had three rock albums in a row. Ah. Uh, with a debut album from Prophets of Rage, who are essentially uh, three members of Rage Against the Machine, uh, Chuck D and DJ Lord of Public Enemy, and Be Real of Cypress Hill. Um, and this is, you know, I think this is one of those albums <laughs> that people are either going to love or, or hate, depending on where they came from. Yeah. It's it sounds exactly like you expect it to sound, is yeah. what I'd better say. If if you if you wrote down Okay, this <laughs> is Rage Against the Machine with the guy from Cyber Seal and the guy from Public Enemy rapping over the top of it, what's it gonna sound like? You're gonna get you gonna put something on Yeah, that. <laughs> that's exactly what it's gonna sound like. And you know
1: It sounded like it sounded you know there was that probably in the early 90s at uh, the student disco there was that montage where you would have cypress hill up against
0: rage against the machine yeah. <laughs> up against something else and if i'm going to be i'm, I'm, I'm going to get my <laughs> all three yeah. records being played at once and if i'm going to get my, my my major criticism in first of all <laughs> my major criticism is, is that is what you just said yeah this album sounds like it could have been made at the start of the yes
1: night. yes it it yes it does exactly
0: and that i think is its is its biggest problem?
1: But I also think it's possibly its biggest selling point.
0: <laughs> I was about to say the same <laughs> thing. Yeah, it is because when it works, it works really well. Yeah. So so, yeah. so particularly on things like uh, "Unfuck the World," uh-huh. um, hey on to the Chief," and uh, I think approaching to the end, I think the final th- song "Smash It," and I think it might be a "Who Owns Who" as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Those. Fourth, I just just it's like yeah okay that's the kind of race against machine riff I recognise and here's some good rap- rapping going over the over over the top of it. Um, although legalise me, which is slightly more funky, is also also very, very very good. That has a kind of Jimi Hendrix cross-town Traffic type uh, thing going on. Yeah. Um, and also the something else was it? Uh, is it Take Me Higher that kind of seems to rip off David Bowie's fame? Yes. Yeah. Um,
1: it's a definite Bet David Bowie moment in there or two yeah yeah
0: um so it's you know it's it is what it is I, I, it's i i found it quite in, quite enjoyable um there are a couple of tracks that don't really work but over overall i i played it a few times and thought yeah that was fine
1: yeah this 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 album um i actually i quite enjoyed it really for all for all the, all the mocking um and i particularly like the owl impersonation on who owns who Yes, <laughs> and if you listen to the album, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um no, I look, it, it was a little nostalgia trip. I used to love bouncing around um, other people's living rooms to this sort of stuff, yeah. wearing a bobble hat and pretending I was, you know, straight out of Compton when I was basically straight out of Berry. Um, it, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it, it was a nice nostalgia trip, and clearly set to appeal. Uh, to people, uh, gentlemen and uh, ladies of a certain age.
0: Yes, I think very I, much I so. can't
1: see many kids buying this. But hey, I could be so wrong, because that, that sort of rock, rap, funk, early, thing, post-grunge yeah. thing might be due to revival.
0: There are still a lot of people walking around with Public Enemy and... particularly Public Enemy and Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. T- t-shirts and I know, I know, they definitely know,
1: younger than me uh, yeah but do they do they know do they know that they're bands <laughs> would be what someone someone who's clearly not a millennial would say
0: you know they've probably they've probably got bullet in the head as a, on the a playlist somewhere yeah well I'd like to think so so that's us done for another exciting podcast yeah that was, was exciting I like that well actually it was because I, I genuinely liked pretty much all the albums yeah
1: yeah um, this is a tough call
0: it is actually a tough call. Yeah. Um, um, but I think, if, uh, I think I am going to have to go for Susan St. because it has just, its an album, as, as you right, rightly said, it's one that the more you listen to it, the more you seem to get out of it. And I, I, I agree—the fact that every time I've listened to it, I've felt more from it—and mm. yeah enjoyed it more each listen as well, so, so not only have I been feeling that I'm mm. getting extra out of it, but I've also been personally just going, yeah, that's really good. The fact that today I listened to it for a time time podcast, I was thinking, what's my favourite track on this album? And I was getting to the point where I was thinking, oh that's a really good track. Yes. Oh yeah, that, oh that's a really good track, yes. yeah, oh, oh, and that actually, I, yeah. I, I forgot that was really good, I didn't think that was good, oh that is good, yeah, yeah. so actually yeah. Susan Sunfall.
1: Yes. I, I completely agree. Um, I, I'm going to get honorary mention to always as well, uh, just because it's just it's just so poptastic and exciting. But Susan Sunfeld by obviously by a mile.
0: Okay. So there you go. Next time, hopefully, kids, uh, uh, we will be reviewing. Possibly, I'm not going to promise anything. <laughs> uh, uh, Shelby Lanson Mora, Not Dark Yet, Portfellas Visions of a Life, St. Vincent's Mass Education, Robert Plant, Carry Fire. Courtney Barnett and Kurt Weill, Lot of Sea Lice, I love that album title, Uh, and Squeeze the Knowledge, and we may even get Liam Gallagher in there as well. Excellent. Until next time.